0: hello and welcome to the emmy awards i'm your host emmy cardinale and this is my podcast where i talk about what i've been watching or rewatching once a week if this is the first episode of mine that you stumble upon and you like it please feel free to follow me wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get notified rate and review if you've listened to a few episodes and you haven't done that yet that always helps apparently i don't really know this just what other podcasts i listen to <laughs> But anyways, I'm going to just jump straight in. I don't have much to say at the top of the show. What do do I want to say? I do want to say this episode is probably going to go out Sunday as normal, but probably in the evening. I normally release Sunday mornings or early afternoon, but I'm recording this Saturday and I just don't anticipate (laughs) staying up editing it. Because I'm trying to fix my sleep schedule. Like I, I I would. But I really don't want to go to bed at 5 in the morning. And I'm sure none of you want me to go to bed at 5 in the morning. <laughs> Mostly because the only people who listen to these are, are people I know in my real life. <laughs> that I know of. I'm sure somebody stumbles upon an episode here and there. But thank you so much for listening if you do and you enjoy it. It means a lot to me. I care a lot about this podcast. And I'm, I'm pouring a lot of it. heart energy and just fun into it this year is my goal so if you listen and you also have fun thank you that means a lot and share it with a friend if you have a friend who likes podcasts and is always looking to listen to new podcasts because i know i am i love podcasts i am a big podcast girly which is part of the reason i started one also because i never shut up and this felt like a good way to get that out there um and i have to say as much as I miss sometimes the video, because I I started with audio and video, but then I got a full-time job and I moved. Like I, I started this podcast when I was unemployed, living with my parents immediately post-grad and I needed like a creative outlet. And it's been through a few phases with me because I then didn't post for like six months after I moved to LA. And then in the fall, I was like, I want to start this up again, but I just simply don't have time to do the audio and video because it just like it, it, it extends the process so much and as much as I would love to like spend more time working on the podcast I needed to be realistic with myself about what was going to and I have to say that I, I really loved as much as I like love video stuff too and I'm a big video podcast girly I as somebody recording these episodes the audio only was such a good switch for my mental health in terms of like time not being stressed out and also I can record these episodes like looking ugly and it doesn't matter and I'm sure it's like you don't have to like look nice but I would always like look nice and it's nice to just not have to be worried about what I look like when I'm Recording these episodes like that's a big and not even just like how I look but like my background That's like a big not that my house is a mess. It's just like it's I don't know. It's a lot It's so much better just the audio only for for myself for now, but I do eventually I would love to do audio and video It just That's that's far in the future, but I am gonna start I am trying to upload on on YouTube more just to but anyways, I didn't mean to go on that tangent I do have Honestly, it wasn't that long compared to my intro. Sometimes I I go on for like 10 minutes. This was like pretty short for an Emmy Awards intro. But anyways, thanks for listening. Um, This episode is going to be about The Bachelor season 28, night one, and The Traders, the most recent episode. If you are not watching The Traders and you like reality TV in any capacity, like why? And I, I really, I really recommend it. I do have Peacock. I did pay for Peacock just for the traders. I've loved it because I have now expanded into watching more of the real housewives that I've never really gotten into. I I'm on like season 3 of the real housewives of Potomac. Like I I've loved what Peacock has been able to remind me beyond just the traders. But I think the traders is so good. I think it's like the number one real like reality show right now. I don't know according to who, but I saw that and it definitely is according to me. I love it. It's just if you like reality TV at all, like, chances are there's going to be somebody you like. Like, even if you're not a competitive reality TV person, Pilot Pete from The Bachelor's there. Bergie from Love Island's is there. You know, like, there are people who are not in that genre. There is a former member of Parliament. <laughs> the cast is stacked. And I have to say, I talked about this in my last episode, but I really think that the, the move to cast all reality stars was so smart. Like it's so smart. I'm I'm loving this season. But before I jump into that, I want to start with The Bachelor. Timestamps will be in the description, so if you don't care about The Bachelor and you wanna skip straight to the Traders or you just care about The Bachelor, you can just watch listen to that. It's up to you. It's a choose your own adventure here at the Emmy Awards. Like that stupid episode of Black Mirror. I hated that episode. I kept wanting him to take his medication and and every time you went down that route like the story ended and you had to like start over It's like god forbid somebody is healthy. I know it's not the point, but anyways, okay Yeah, the bachelor season 28 episode one joey graziadelli season (laughs) funny thing (laughs) I when an episode is airing live i live on the west coast so i cannot watch tv episodes when they go live most of the time luckily for things like the traders it goes live at 9 like it's not network tv so it just goes live at the same time for everybody it's just depending on the time zone it'll either be 6 or 9 but the bachelor is airs on abc so i cannot watch it live so for the premiere i probably won't do this for any of the other episodes going forward. But it was the premiere, you know? I was on a high. It was the first Bachelor Nation of the year. I was so excited. It's, like, literally, like, a drug to me, The Bachelor. I love it. But anyways, I was following along on Twitter. And when I'm on Twitter, I like to do... I, I, I'll look up a hashtag, and I like to do, like, latest or whatever instead of, like, the top one so I can see exactly what people are saying at the time. And I, like, I saw a tweet of somebody saying that it was surprising that they cast joey because most of the time abc casts italians to be like mobsters or which i thought was funny so shout out to joey for the italian representation we can always use that in this day and age i guess i am italian my last name's cardinale but anyways the episode opens with joey crying at what seems to be the proposal site there's a billy eilish song playing okay budget coming through like great song choice amazing love that something interesting about the bachelor is that they do have the composers that compose scores for them it's not just like which i i don't know how other reality tvs their music works i just know that they have like (laughs) a composer and i think that's an interesting fact because i don't know if all reality tv does that i feel like love is wine shows like that their song choices give ai but that's just my (laughs) anyways so he's crying we have no idea what's going on and then there's like a re- rewind graphic type of thing and then two months earlier shows up on the screen which is amazing love that great introduction you know a bit of a teaser but also like suspense I personally love a TV show that starts with like how to get away with murder for example somebody's dead and then <laughs> completely not the same thing at all but I love that kind of introduction. I I think it was very cinematic. The music choice was great. Great introduction to season 28. Congrats to the bachelor editors. We see Joey riding a motorcycle. We get the background of him on charity season and how much he like he fell in love and he believes in the process, yada, yada, yada. We also find out that Joey moved back to Pennsylvania after his season of the bachelorette. If you did not watch his season of the bachelorette, he was living in Hawaii for his career. He was a professional tennis or a tennis professional i don't like I, I think he was like an instructor i don't know he anyways he moved back to pennsylvania i guess is the point of what i was saying also okay we we see him getting ready then he's at the mansion which i would like to say that i i stepped foot in the bachelor mansion before joey or any of his women ever did okay so if you, if you feel a little je ne sais quoi of this season, that was me. I, I left a little something in that mansion when I, I did it, but I love mentioning that. Anyways, um, I went in September of 2022, so it's been like two years now. Crazy. Um, Well, not two years, but like over, over a year, like a year and a half. I don't really know. I'm not good at math. So Jesse Palmer tells Joey that he's making history and Joey's like, Oh, what's the history? He seems kind of startled. He's like, mm. And Jesse Palmer says that there's more women here tonight than ever before. This is not true. There are 32 women in the cast and Bachelor Data, who I recommend if you care at all about Bachelor Data. She fact-checked that and that is not true. There, which... Let's say it was true. That is so stupid because there have been like 31 women before. So like, oh, one more woman. Okay. I don't want them saying that unless there's like 50 women, 100 women. Don't say there's more women here than ever before. And it's 32. when like the average is like 25 to 30. Like, oh wow, there's two more women than normal. Like absurd, first of all. But second of all, it's not even true. They've had 32 women on a night one. And I believe- what bachelor data said was that they've had like matt james season specifically they had i think 32 women on night one and then five more women were added later into the cast so just fake 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 but you know in jesse palmer's defense he wasn't there when that happened (laughs) um okay so lexi is out is the first out of the limo. We found out she's originally from Toronto. She lives in Atlanta now. She has a very boring exit. Something I like that they didn't always do it this way, but something I really like about the editing that they've done in the last few seasons is that instead of a bunch of intro packages and then the limo exits start after like 20 minutes of a bunch of intro packages, we see the women's limo exits and then it'll cut to their intro package. I I like that better. I think it's a lot easier to follow instead of like we meet five women and then generally meets all like i like this a lot better so it flashes to her intro package and we find out that she's always wanted children but like in recent years she has had some health issues that may impact her fertility and she's been struggling with dating because of that. So that's an interesting background we are starting to get to get about Lexi. That's all she says. There's no details, which is truly none of my business. If she wants to share, she can. But like health issues, very personal thing, no need to pry. If she wants to share, she can, but even that is a is a brave thing to share, regardless. So Rachel's out next. She's from Hawaii and she gives him like a lay, I think is what they're called. Um Maybe she calls it something else. I don't know. It's like a, a necklace type thing. I like her so far. Then Maria's is next. She's also from Canada and she has a flag. They blur out the flag. What was up with that? ABC editors, you did a good job in the beginning, but what was with the blurring of the Canadian flag? Did Joe Biden say no free advertisement for Canada or something? Like, what is this? It feels weirdly political. Anyways, we find out Maria, we see in her little intro package that her parents got divorced and that's impacted her view on love. Very basic kind of introduction. People always have like, my parents got divorced and that influenced the way I view love or my parents have been together forever and that influenced my view on love. That's very normal human interaction that I feel like, you know, that's just standard. The, the way you saw relationships modeled in your life impact the way you view relationships, but I understand why they always say that. So then Erica comes out. She has a speaker and she dances. We find out that her mom is from the Dominican Republic and her dad is from Cuba, so she wants to teach Joey to dance. I like Erica. She gives me good vibes. Then Autumn comes out with a bunch of leaves and asks Joey his favorite season. I saw a tweet that said that when (laughs) Autumn asked Joey his favorite season (laughs) Their first thought was of The Bachelor, and honestly, I would like to say that I didn't think that too. My favorite season of The Bachelor, I hate to say it because I hate the man, but I loved Nick Vial's season. It was such a good season. Like, you can't deny that it was a great season of TV. Corinne, he was a good lead. I loved that season of The Bachelor. What other? Pilot Pete was one of the, like, it was such, it was, he, it was so chaotic, but it was, like, it really, I feel like what your favorite season, The Bachelor, is, does say a lot about you because it's like, are you in it for the drama, for the love? Because if you say something like a Sean Lowe, that, that season had drama, Tiara, um, and her eyebrow, iconic but depending like it really it really does say a lot about you what your favorite season is because i i loved pilot pete season i'm not gonna lie i think there's also something nostalgic about pilot Pete's season because at the time i didn't love it but it was like the last season like it aired january of 2020 so it's like it, it it's so nostalgic to me to think of a time before <laughs> before covid you know like everything post 2020 like post that season it's just felt different even when we've gone back to like normal on the show I mean like even when they've done international travel since there's just there's a level to like we as a society have changed so much you know that they're like it's so it's so silly to me because when it was airing I was not like this is an amazing season but it feels nostalgic to me because of the innocence that I had that I no longer do (laughs) if that makes sense (laughs) Um, I'm also, I've, I've, I'm have i loving Pilot Pete on the Traders. So part of me is, ugh, I stand Pilot Pete now. I don't know why I'm so giggly. <laughs> I've been having a horrible few days. I don't know, talking about reality TV just gets me revved up, but I don't know what my favorite season of The Bachelor would be. The Bachelorette, that's easy, Rachel Lindsay's. I also, Caitlin's, because Caitlin's season of The Bachelorette was the first season of The Bachelor franchise I ever watched. So not only, like it genuinely, it changed the trajectory of my life it altered my brain chemistry i've never been the same since (laughs) anyways i lost my train of thought okay so autumn asks his favorite season and he says spring or summer and and she's like hopefully by the end you'll fall in love with autumn (laughs) ha 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 anyways then kelsey a is out next and she brings a voodoo doll because she's from new orleans and then we find out in her little intro package that her mom passed away a few years ago Um, So that's like the background we have on Kelsey A. Krissa comes out next. It's her yes year, whatever the hell that means. Then Chandler comes out next. She makes a joke about Joey and Chandler. I'll be there for you. I loved this personally and Chandler is like so stunning. Um, I really liked Chandler. I was rooting for her. Marlena comes out next and I don't like her because she's a former Trump staffer. So no comment. Her exit is also super boring like super boring all she says is i wouldn't be here if it wasn't you like shut up yes he would then the next girl out is called star she opens a box of butterflies with really cute a lot of these are like short little things that we see talia comes out and she has to save the date for their wedding nat comes out she's a professor and she's a nurse she's a professor and a nurse and she's from canada then a girl named sam comes out and she makes a joke about joey's fantasy suite on charity season i don't know like a lot of these are like non- not that interesting then we see allison come out and she says she grew up having to do a lot of sharing so she's prepared for the the show and her sister is here she is the youngest and then her older sister lauren comes out next and her entrance is a lot more i have to say allison's is funny if you know that her sister's there like there's a little wink and a nod to like us the audience watching at home but if you're not watching it's just kind of not that interesting like it would that would have been funnier if like she came out with her sister like something like it's just kind of like oh i'm used to sharing like i was told nothing and then she had like three other siblings which like four kids is a lot but like if the punchline is used, I used like I'm used to sharing a lot, I would rather it be something like you have like ten siblings. I don't know. It's just it falls a little flat for me. But her sister comes out next, Lauren, and she gets showy to shotgun a beer a lot more, a lot more creative, a lot more interesting. I liked that exit better. Then Jesse Palmer comes out. He's meant like half the women out, and Jesse Palmer comes out as he always does in in between, and he reminds us that there was somebody. Joey's met already. Her name was Leia, and she she got a card. I completely forgot about this after the final rose card I remember that he met somebody but I forgot that she got some mysterious card like it was the suspense I completely forgot about it (laughs) Then we see caitlin come out She's a radio chemist and she has like a little experiment for him to like pour something into Kelsey t comes out next and we learn Very little about her, but the music in the background was good. So I noted that in case Kelsey t becomes a player later on because i feel like her entrance was very standard but the music was good so then jen put it out in a go-kart and says she had to race over as soon as she found out that he was the bachelor i like that pun i like the rate like the little go-kart thing i like her because she fosters cats i saw that on instagram and as somebody who fosters kittens i'm always rooting for people who foster animals it's it's a really rewarding thing to do but it can be a very emotionally difficult sometimes so I, 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 I feel a, a bond with people who foster animals, but then Jess comes out in a boat and makes a joke about like relationship, whatever. Then Laney makes, uh, Lainey comes out and she makes a pun about cheese waves. I don't really know. It was super boring. Edwina comes out next and she brings him something spicy from home. There's a girl named Samantha and she throws dough and makes a pun about being the one he needs. I don't love the pun ones when they don't have anything to do with him like they're cute they're cute but like and i do remember them more than just like oh hi but it's like d- does he i mean i guess he's italian but like does he like pizza does he like dough What what's up with that taylor throws a giant bra and says she's here for the massive support like again these puns are like fine but it's like i like the ones more when they're tailored to like the lead themselves if either that or like don't do or do what like the bolt to me is fine because it's like big you know if you're just making a pun and it has it says nothing about you or joey then i don't really like it like the puns to me work when you're revealing something about yourself or like making a nod to the lead and like what you learned about them from their past season like that is my opinion on limo exits but anyways then kira comes out and she screams i don't i didn't really understand the um punchline for that one there's a girl named Zoe and she has like a platter of bananas and she's like, which one resonates with you the most? I didn't like that exit personally. There's a girl named Kayla and she practice, practices her tennis grunts. Then Evelyn comes out in an empire umpire chair and makes a tennis pun, which again, I, lo- I like that kind of entrance, you know. Then S- Sydney is from Rhode Island. She mentions that apparently the Tennis Hall of Fame is there. Marina comes out with a bunch of balls, makes a pun about having a lot of balls, they're tennis balls. Like these are the ones that I kind of like more. Then Daisy comes out in a cri- in like a truck with a Christmas tree and she grew up on a Christmas tree farm. Again, these kind of entrances that reveal something about you or make a nod to the lead, those are the kind of entrances that I think are good in my opinion. And then we see her little intro package and we find out that she started losing her hearing at 17 and recently got a cochlear implant, but she hasn't really dated since she got it. And that's kind of her backstory, which I'm excited. I'm excited to see how her story progresses. She also just seems like a sweetheart. Like she grew up on a Christmas tree farm, like, okay, Slate, Taylor Swift. Anyways, then the women inside are talking about Leah, Leah and her card. They speculate she'll be last and she is last with her card. And she greets Joey and they're all speculating about the card. Then Joey comes in, he gives his speech. It's very standard, very boring, with peace and love. It's really not that interesting. Then the first person we see him have one-on-one time with is Autumn. She brings up her grandparents and their love story because he mentioned in his speech that his grandparents were really like the one example of a stable love story that he had. His parents got divorced. I don't remember what age because they didn't really reiterate that in his background at the beginning of the episode. But I remember from his season of the bachelorette that his parents got divorced because his dad is gay. But I don't remember when they got divorced, but like anyways, he did he that was something he talked about in charity season about his parents getting divorced. But anyways, then he talks to Erica and we find out she's from New Jersey. I I like her again. He said she had like good energy, but we really, don't, we really don't get much besides her talking about her. She's from Jersey and her whole family like settled there. Then he and Jess talk on the boat and we find out a little bit about her. She like lived in Colorado for a little bit and then decided to move to San Diego. Like she just likes adventure. She likes sports and she gets the first kiss. Then she goes inside to the mansion and she tells the group that she kissed joey like an idiot then we see jen and joey race the go-karts and then we see them talking and she explains that she put her life on hold to come here and i've like seen a few tiktoks of people who are in pa school she's a physician she's in physician assistant school i've seen pa students on my tiktok for you page being like jen how did you get time off that's like nearly impossible so i'm excited to find out more about her even if she just posts it on TikTok, I'm not in physician assistant school. I don't, that doesn't impact me at all, but I am nosy and I am curious. <laughs> Jen and Joey kiss after they have that little talk where she talks about putting her life on hold. They seem to have good chemistry, like they were vibing. Then Medina and Joey play tennis. Did I even mention Medina's exit? I don't really know. If I didn't, I'm sorry. I feel like I like ran through some of their exits and I'm like, I don't even know if I mentioned that, but I'm sure sometimes you just don't see them. Or maybe I wrote her name was Marina, and her name was Medina, and there is no Marina. So sorry if that is the case. But they play tennis. Then we see brief moments with Sydney, Samantha, Star, which Star's an interesting name. No pun about her name. Like, I would have made a pun. Edwina, Lainey, Krissa, Chandler, we see brief moments with them. And then we we get... We see Daisy kind of interacting with some of the women and she talks in her ITMs of having a hard time hearing everybody. Then we see one-on-one time with Daisy. There's like a Christmas tree. It's a really sweet moment. I feel like we don't, the conversation is very standard of like, I'm I'm glad it's you. Like I wanted it to be you, Yada, yada. like I'm excited, but not much deeper than that. But they do kiss and they seem to have chemistry. I'm just saying that I feel like sometimes the conversation, like they, they, And again, this is an edited TV show. I don't know how long they talked what they talked about. All I know is that they showed very surface level stuff. No hate to Daisy. I like Daisy, okay? Then we see the other women starting to talk about Chess and her kissing and telling, which like was a foul on her part. She shouldn't have done that. And then Jesse Palmer brings out the first impression rose. So the heat is on, you know? Then Taylor is talking to Joey and Jess interrupts taylor pushes back she's like really again (laughs) and i like have so i'm so easily embarrassed that if i was on the show and i went to interrupt which you have to at least i like to have this in mind When you are on this show, for the most part, specifically if you are a contestant, you can't just go up to The Bachelor and interrupt and decide when you wanna talk to them. Like the producers are in charge of all of this. The producers say, you can go, the producers say, no, you can't. You are not of your own free will in these environments. So Jess was either encouraged by the producers or she said, hey, I wanna talk to him again. And they were like, yes now, because they knew it would cause drama. So I would have that in mind. But let's say it was even not of my own like I wanted to talk to him again it was producer like I would just if somebody said to me really like again you already spoke to him I would just not talk to him for the rest of the day I'd be like okay that's fine I'm not even he would say I mean can you accept this rose and I would just not like I would not speak a single word to him again out of pure embarrassment of somebody being like really you're gonna talk to him again like I simply wouldn't but she has no shame and you know what I'm not judging it I don't have any stake in like it's bad, bad sportsmanship. It really is. Like specifically, if somebody says, "Like really, again, just don't, just don't do it, just don't do it. don't do it, don't do it, don't do it," or whatever that meme is. Like, just don't do it. Is it that deep? Was it that serious? Taylor like pushes back a little bit, and Jeff respects it at first. But not really a ton. She just kind of steps aside and it's kind of awkward because it's like, you're not really gonna continue your conversation. Like if you're Taylor, you're gonna really continue your conversation authentically with somebody like waiting for you to finish. So like they wrap up and then Jess talks to Joey for a second time. We don't see that conversation like basically at all. She just says, I really wanted to talk to you more than other people. I don't know. Taylor tells the group about the whole Jess stealing And they're already like not happy with Jess because now she kissed Joey. She told everybody she kissed Joey and now she's interrupting people when they're speaking to... Him for the first time, like, they're not happy with Jess. She's making errors left and right. Taylor pulls Jess to talk. It's kind of an unproductive conversation. Nothing really comes of it. It could be the beginning of an early beef. It could be nothing after this point. Who knows? <laughs> then Allison and Lauren, the sisters, decide that they're going to tell everybody. And Lauren, in her ITMs, this whole time, is talking about how she doesn't want her sister to be the one to do anything first. Like she wants to kiss Joey first. If she finds out jo- that Allison kiss, kisses Joey, she needs to then kiss Joey because she should have done it first. Like it's a very weird dynamic they're having. Like, I don't know, I liked Lauren's entrance more and I find her commentary, like she's giving a bit more. So she's a bit more interesting as a character. But also I just like, I the weird competitiveness is like, Like, I don't really know. I'm not a huge fan of either of them right now, but not for any, like, mean reason. Just, like, neither of them are really speaking to me. But anyways, they decide to tell everybody. People don't really care. They're just kind of like, that's weird, which is how I feel. Then Lauren talks to Joey first, tells her about her life like she lives in central philly all her family's there yada 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 and then allison talks to joey and their stories are like basically the same so joey's starting to be like hmm that's weird that's suspicious and then oh and allison kisses joey they tell joey and he's already put it together but so that secret kind of you know it didn't last very long it doesn't seem to cause a ton of tension in the first episode like it was kind of like oh my god we're not gonna tell everybody and then we tell, told everybody and then they told joey and it was like like i don't know it was kind of like a non-factor but it was an interesting gimmick for the first night and anyways then we see joey talk to kelsey a we learned some interesting stuff about her she grew up in a military family she grew up in germany for part of it um in part of her childhood because of the mil- her military family very interesting. Very interesting stuff about Kelsey a. She gives me good vibes. Then Leia's card is still causing so much speculation. She opens it and it reads that it gives her the power to steal on one-on-one from somebody else at any point before hometowns. She is like really distraught. She cries. She doesn't know how to navigate it because it's like on one hand a really great thing to just be guaranteed a one-on-one from this card but it's also like a really bad thing because it's going to cause enemies. It's going to cause problems. And like, I understand her reaction. I think as much as I, as a viewer, I'm like, no, I would treat it like Big Brother and I would treat it like a game. And I'd be like, I really don't think it would be. If I were to ever go on The Bachelor, I make a lot of jokes about The Bachelor and like how much of a game it is. And I, 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 I believe that it is a competitive thing that you need to go in with some kind of sense of like strategy at least in terms of like how you come across where you want to portray about yourself how you know I, I but i don't know like i do genuinely believe in that but i i i think if i were to as much as i joke about how much i would love to play the sport and the game of the bachelor i would i genuinely would but i also think that knowing myself I would never go on the show if I was not genuinely, like, interested in a relationship or I was not genuinely interested in seeing where it was gonna go. So as much as I'm, like, no from, like, a viewer's perspective and there's, like, no emotions involved because I'm just watching these people do this, I know myself and I would react, like, probably the same way because I would be, like, I don't want to hurt somebody else to get far. Like, I really understand her approach because... As much as I'm like, no, it's a game. You got to take every advantage you can. The truth is, if, if you're on a dating show, at least a factor that, in my opinion, is playing it well is having some level of sincerity. If not, then you're just kind of mean. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to like diss anybody because I, I think with The Bachelor, it's hard because there's like 30 contestants or 32 if you're on the most... <laughs> you're on the history-breaking most women's season. I'm kidding. But like... There's a lot of women and statistically, you're not going to get that far. So I understand also going into it with strategy of like how you can make the most of it from like a game standpoint, but I just like, I don't know. I think there's levels to it. And I think that's what makes it so interesting. Like, I think that's what makes it such an interesting social dynamic in game is because at the core, it's about like navigating relationships. And at the end of the day, if you don't have a connection with somebody like, you're, you're not gonna be the person they, they choose. You might get to the end and you might then get to be the bachelorette or go on Paradise or any of these other positive outcomes that you can have from the show. But also, but like in terms of the relationship with the lead, if you're not the person, you're not the person. And just because you're the person out of that group doesn't mean you're the person forever. Like that's true too. But anyways, I didn't mean to go on that tangent. She like freaks out. And she, she tells Joey what the card says. And he's like, how are you feeling about this? And she says that she doesn't want to take away Joey's autonomy or play God and disrespect the women, which, again, very noble of her. Love, like, love that approach. It's kind of funny to me when she's like, I don't want to take Joey's autonomy. He doesn't, like, the one thing I, un- <laughs> he doesn't choose the dates. He doesn't choose, like, I, I, You're just playing producer. You're not playing God or disrespecting. You're taking away his autonomy. Disrespecting the other woman, sure, because if somebody has a date and then you take away their date, that could that is like hurting that person. But in terms of taking away Joey's autonomy, he doesn't have, um, (laughs) at least in choosing date cards. Like you know, and she says, at the end of the day, I can have as many advantages and superficial little one-ups as I can. But if I'm not Joey's person at the end of this, then I'm not. And if I am, I am. And it's not going to matter whether or not I get a little card or not. And that's exactly how I feel like I would be in this game. I'd be like, advantages are nice. And I understand why she's conflicted because it's not so simple of like, no, because an advantage is good. At the end of the day, there are there's a competitive aspect to the show. You are not just one person dating one person. You are competing for time. You're competing for... Time is probably is probably the biggest one and a one-on-one would be huge But I also understand what she's saying of like the card isn't gonna change it if at the end of the day We don't have the strongest connection, which is so valid But anyways, she tells the women what the card says And they're kind of all like freaking out but she throws it into the fire pretty soon after like it's not a big suspenseful thing Immediately. They're all like shit, but then like literally within like five minutes I don't know how much how long it took in the actual like filming but in the show it was like so fast she like showed it to them they kind of freaked out and then she threw it into the fire that was great they all clapped some of the women are like i would have used it which you know fair but then we see joey talk to lexi we find out she golfs also she went to osu which means nothing to like most people but i went to college in ohio i didn't go to osu i went to kenyon college the superior ohio college they're very different schools i'm not gonna You know, OSU is not the right school for everybody, but neither is Kenyon. Like, I would have hated OSU, but I'm sure there's plenty of people who went to OSU who would have hated Kenyon. Like, it's just... Anyways. (laughs) They kiss. Then we see Maria. She's talking to, to somebody else, and she's saying that she has decided not to kiss Joey because it seems like everybody's kissing Joey. But then they talk, and they talk about scary movies and favorite movies. His is Remember the Titans. I've never seen that movie. Don't know if it's good or not. See, if somebody was talking about scary movies, I don't, I'm not a big scary movie person. I would have been like, have you ever seen Yellow Jackets? That's like my closest thing to horror that I like. Um, it's like one of my favorite shows and I typically hate gory, scary stuff. Like I don't, there's something about Yellow Jackets that it like, it speaks to me. (laughs) Just like the wilderness, you know, I hear the wilderness and it hears me like, amen. She then... Maria asks Joey if he's a Gemini or Taurus, and he says he's on the cusp, but he's a Gemini. And she says Gemini's have a bad rep, and he says, I'm trying to fix that. And I'm like, thank you, Joey. Thank you for the positive Italian Gemini representation in the media. Like, this is huge. This is huge for Italian Geminis. Thank you so much. It means so much, as an (laughs) Italian Gemini. I mean, I don't really identify as Italian, even though I have, like, Italian... Ancestry just because I don't feel like I really grew up with any like Italian culture I don't know how Jolie identifies. I just think about that tweet about like anyways, I don't really identify as Italian Like I, I identify as Venezuelan because I, I was born there and like that is the culture I grew up with Even though like I have Italian ancestry I don't feel like I have any Italian influences in my culture So I don't really feel Italian, you know, but anyways, that's neither here nor there Thank you for representing Geminis, Joey. It means a lot. Hopefully you don't let me down. But if you do, it's just because you're a Gemini. Like, I have to say that's one thing. Geminis, like, when you think about famous people who are Geminis, they're some of the worst people ever. Like, we could use positive Gemini representation. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. So hopefully he doesn't let me down. So far, he seems kind. He's doing a good job of, like, listening to people and, and responding well. Like, I feel like some leads don't engage super well in conversations and, like, respond and, like... He seems to be a very active listener. I appreciate that. You know, it's no Ari too Ari Jr. What excites you? Excitement and pizza. You know, like there's a little bit more there. Thank you for that, Joey. Love that. Love the positive Gemini representation but anyways also they end up kissing even though she said that she wasn't gonna kiss him which you know it's funny and she even says i said i wasn't gonna i I told myself i wasn't gonna kiss you but i can't resist it was funny i like her self-awareness even when she's getting a rose in the ceremony which like spoiler but like i i don't have many notes left when she's getting a rose like she's like one at the end like towards the end and she is like oh the suspense and then he like like she stumbles over her words and it's just like it's sweet like i I like her vibe so far, I like Maria. And justice for her Canadian flag, which they blurred out like what the hell was up with that. But anyways, then after his like talk with Maria, it's time to give up the first impression rose. Joey says in his ITM, I wanna give out like 10 first impression roses. And fun fact, Joey, that's actually been done before. In Sean Lowe's season of The Bachelor, he gave out 12 first impression roses. Sean Lowe did give out 12 first impression roses, Joey. So you wouldn't be the first to do that. It wouldn't be history breaking even though Jesse Palmer might say that because he doesn't know his history, you know, don't cite the ancient texts to me. Okay, I was I was there when they were written or whatever that meme is. I've I've been here. Okay. (sighs) I, I know my I know my history. Anyways, Leia gets the first impression rose, which like great. I think that was a super solid decision. Because like she she made a great move like it was very smart and I do think he likes her but I think it was also just a great way to reward her Decision and the way she was approaching it with like and and his reasoning too He was like I know that she's here for like the right reason like it was a great solid first impression rose (laughs) Then the cocktail party comes to an end and the roses In order as presented because this does matter at least to me personally Allison gets the first rose which that, in my opinion, was literally just producer decided because Lauren, Allison's sister, kept saying Allison better not get a rose before me. So they naturally, they gave her the first rose to fuck with Lauren. Like, just really pop, stop saying things like that in your confessionals. You're gonna set, you're setting yourself up. But anyways, Allison gets a rose, and then Daisy gets a rose, which I think Daisy would have been first flower if it wasn't for the whole Lauren Allison thing. But anyways, then Kelsey T gets a rose. Lexi gets a rose. Jess gets a rose. Jen gets a rose. Autumn gets a rose. Krista gets a rose. Edwina gets a rose. Kelsey A gets a rose. Caitlin gets a rose. Rachel gets a rose. Erica gets a rose. Medina gets a rose. Sydney gets a rose. Star gets a rose. Marlena gets a rose. Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. You know, I do I know nothing about her, but I just, I, I think we live in an age where it's like, are you really proudly in 2024 gonna be like I was a Trump staffer and had like White House 45 in your Instagram bio? It's kind of cringy. That's just embarrassing to me. Mar- Marlene gets a rose, then Maria gets a rose, Taylor gets a rose, then Evelyn gets a rose, and Lauren gets the final rose, because again, they were trying to set her up. This is why you don't say things, Allison. Anyways, or Lauren. So Lauren, and Lauren even says, really, you gave Allison the first rose and then you give me the last one. Like, girly pop, that was the producers. It was her drama. And then I I, I didn't write down everybody who went home because I don't know everybody who went home. But those are the people who got a rose. So the rest of the people went home. And that's where the first episode ended. So I'm excited for this season. I have no predictions. Let me see. Okay, I think Daisy is going to get far, but I don't know if she is gonna be joey's final pick i think i try to always like the the premiere episodes night one i don't think they give the people they always there's always like a like a, a wild card you know who like isn't making much noise but there's like hints to it so i don't know i don't know who he's gonna end up with i have no spoilers i think daisy's gonna get far i think she's at least getting a hometown but i don't know how far she's gonna get i feel good about jen but I know I'm just reading for her because she fosters cats, so we don't know. But I'm feeling good about Jen, and then I'm feeling good about one of the Kelseys. I don't remember which letter, because there's Kelsey T and Kelsey A, and I can't remember which is which. But I feel like there's a Kelsey that I'm like, I feel like they had a good conversation. The one who grew up in Germany. Kelsey A. I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about her. Then Lexi, maybe. Jess, I don't think is going to get very far. She's giving early villain out early... So I don't know, I think Rachel might might get a little far. Erica, I really like Erica. So I don't know my final four pick, but I, the people I like and I'm rooting for, and I have a good feeling about, not just like I like them and I'm rooting for them. I think Daisy, Lexi, Jen, Kelsey A, and then Erica are the people that I'm like keeping my eye on for now. I like Maria, I feel like Maria is gonna get a decent length into the season, but I don't know how important of a player she's gonna be. But I like Maria. So those are the people that I have my eye on right now. But that's not to say that somebody won't come up later. So those are just my early thoughts. I've never... I don't think in this podcast, like, properly recapped a season of The Bachelor from, like, start to finish. So I don't think I've ever done, like, predictions at the beginning of a season. So I don't really know. That's who I'm feeling right now. But anybody could come later. And in terms of Lauren and Allison, I think... if, if one of them gets far, I think it'll be Lauren, not Allison. But I don't know because Allison kissed him first, but that might not mean anything. I feel like Lauren is better TV, which is why I'm saying that. So I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think they'll get like a decent length, maybe to international travel. But I don't think either of them will get a hometown. I don't know. Right now, I'm just feeling like if they're kind of the gimmick, you know, they're kind of, you know, the shtick. So I don't know how long they're going to last in terms of their relationship with joey but anyways moving on to the traitors season two episode five i'm so excited to talk about this i've been waiting all night (laughs) i'm so excited to talk about this okay it's called a killer move which is so slay so true and it opens with the traitors if you don't remember the last episode ended with phaedra kind of mad at poverty because pa Parvati had I feel like I'm saying her name incorrectly the whole but Parvati Parvati anyways she had brought up the housewives in the round table and Phaedra was not mad at that so she confronts her and they like talk back and forth Parvati's like I really Parvati is like I really wasn't coming after you it was just Larson she's like but you throw the housewives they can go after me but eventually Phaedra forgives her she's like It was- I'm I'm keeping note of this because if she does something like this again, I'll know she can't be trusted, but you know, it might be nothing. So she like forgives her and then Parvati says Vader can decide who they murder, which I think was a smart move on her on her. And Dan's kind of like you can decide to like the it's it's up to Phaedra basically and the main goal is they want to cause confusion and so at the end of the the traitor discussion thing their options are between either Sandra or Tamara then at breakfast CT and Janelle come in first CT doesn't trust anybody Janelle says that she doesn't think the housewives have the skills or the strategy to mastermind who to murder (laughs) so she's like really not thinking that it's any of the housewives. Then Pilot Pete comes in with John and Janelle is happy to see Pilot P, which I love. I love the big brother bachelor connection. And I lo- I like Janelle as a player and I like Pete as a player. So I'm happy to see them aligning. And Janelle has said that, that Pilot Pete reminded her of Kaser, who was always her like number one closest ally. And I love that, that makes me so happy that, that Pilot Pete is a Kaser. Hopefully he fares a little bit better than Kaser did on his seasons. <laughs> But, you know, something I find interesting, I, I listen to Game of Roses and I'm subscribed to their Patreon. So I've been watching Bachelor Clues, like, watch the Traders. And he was talking about how he thinks Pilot Pete, one of the core principles of The Bachelor is, like, the sincerity. You know, being there for the right reasons. Genuinely wanting to be involved. Like, like you know, being emotionally involved. Being there sincerely. And that Bachelor Clues said that he thinks that Pilot Pete, part of that sincerity is really helping him with his whole faithful journey, and I think that's so true. And I think that's interesting when I'm thinking about the similarities between Pete and Kaser. Because Kaser, I feel like a big thing people always say about him, and I feel this way personally after watching the season six and seven, and I watched All Stars. 22 and that was airing but oh that's anyway but I think a big thing about Kaser is that he's a very sincere player like I think his downfall a lot of the time is that he's not cutthroat enough on the ba- on I almost said the bachelor on big brother and I think that's so interesting that Pete is so sincere and genuine in a way that I think is helping him in this game but would probably maybe hurt him on big brother I don't know I think Peter is smart enough To he, because I think Peter is not only super sincere and like genuine in his mission as a traitor, I think he is smart and strategic enough to think like a traitor. Or, I said, I said traitor when I meant faithful, like, not like he's smart and like sincere and great in his strategy as a faithful, but he's also smart enough to think like a trader, I'd be like, what would they do? So I think he would be fine on Big Brother, but like, I think he would do well on Big Brother, but it's just interesting to me, that connection to Kaser. But anyways, that wasn't even my notes. I went on a tangent. Peter says in his little confessionals that this is not like The Bachelor because you have to lead with your head and not your heart. But again, I think The Bachelor taught him well. I'm gonna say, I think he 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 learned a lot from his time on The Bachelor. As much as he might say that it's completely different and it's a very different experience, there are competitive aspects to the bachelor that you honed your skills. You would not be as good of a competitor in the traders if you'd never been on the bachelorette or the bachelor. And I mean that. I'm I'm so I'm so serious. I'm so serious. He's strategizing super well. He's on to Dan. He's like, Dan's a trader, he's he's doing such a great job. I'm like rooting for him. Then Burgie comes in. And this is a random note, but I love Bergie's coat. He's wearing like a yellow coat. I have a jacket just like that, love love it, slay Bergy. And Bergy and Pete, or or do they like trust each other 100%. Bergie's like in a game where you really can't trust anybody. I do trust Peter and Peter feels the same way about Bergie. Like before Bergy comes in, they're kind of strategizing CT, Janelle, Peter and John are strategizing about like who they think the traitors are. And Peter's like I think it has to be a guy and I don't think it's either like I don't think it's CT or John or me Like I don't know and then they're like Kevin or Bergie. and he's like I really trust Bergy I don't think it's Kevin like I think it's Dan and he's like he's spot-on But anyways, so Bergy comes in and he says the same thing that he trusts Trusts Peter 100% and I love that. The last few people it's between are like Phaedra Tamara and Sandra all the people whose names end in of. Uh, <laughs> And they kill Tamara. Tamara's the one who doesn't come in. And we see we see Tamara like read her little card of like she was murdered and she cries, it's sad. It's sad when that happens. And then Alan comes in and he says that, he says something that I loved about like pondering the question, is there life after reality competition show death? So smart, love love, love him. Then CT asks Dan for a theory. Dan gives nothing. This is, in my opinion, and I'm like, this is an original thought, but this is Dan's biggest flaw in the game. Like, just say somebody. Like, he doesn't want to get his hands dirty, but to me, that's such, like, just do it. Get your hands dirty. Throw a name out there. That's the whole point of this game. You look suspicious by not even giving anybody and being like, I don't really know. I don't want to give until I'm 100%. Then give a clue. I don't know. He's really falling flat in that regard for me i still love dan but i I, nobody's above reproach nobody is above reproach i do think everybody deserves criticism and as much as i love dan i think he's an iconic amazing game player he has certain mistakes he's making and i think that's a fair thing to point out that but that's just my opinion okay i'm not hating on dan i believe in him i believe that he can pull through when his back is against the wall but i just feel like there are things he could do to make his wall, his back not so against the wall. That made no sense. <laughs> that made no sense. But anyways, Dan hasn't expressed suspicions at all, like even in private. And Peter is sure he's a traitor, which he's like spot on. He also sp- suspects poverty and CT. Like two of the three people he suspects are traitors. He's he's killing it. This is Pilot Pete's time to shine. <laughs> Kevin thinks Janelle is a traitor. Like he's sure that Janelle is a traitor. He's wrong, but he's sure. <laughs> And then Janelle thinks it's Dan. She's like, I think there's a very obvious one and I think it's Dan and they're all like really and she's right. Like it is obvious. I like that was what I was worried about going into the show as a fan of Dan that people were gonna be like Dan is so obviously a traitor, you know, but anyways for the competition the players are split into two groups six people inside and six people outside and only the players outside can win a shield sandra says i'm totally disappointed that there's no shields in the house there should be shields in the house for the people that hate to run like me and phaedra and so true sandra pop off but anyways the outside teams the six people outside are split into three teams red green and blue yeah red green and blue and the outside teams have to like listen to bird calls they have to go around the estate i guess i don't know the area and like there are little places and each place has a bird call and they have to listen to the bird call and then give like a hint. And the people inside have to listen to a bunch of bird calls around the mansion or the castle and then bring the correct one to Alan. and they get money for each bird they do. So anyways, the red team gets the first, like they go and they get their first one correct. Then, which is the red team is Bergy and Trichelle then The red team gets the next one, and they get shields because one of one of the bird calls also comes with a shield. So if you if they get it correct, then the people then the team who who presented that bird call gets the shields. But obviously the people inside don't know which one it is. Anyways, we also see Phaedra and CT bonding, which I think is interesting because didn't Phaedra say they were dating on Watch What Happens Live, or did she imply it? I don't know. I keep seeing stuff about Phaedra and CT. Are they dating? Is that for real? Can somebody, (laughs) I can just Google it. Peter, Pilot Peter, legend icon of the millennium, (laughs) hatches a plan for the traitors to waste a murder so he can like whittle it down, you know, narrow it down to his suspects. He's sure that all of the traitors are in the house because they wouldn't fight to be outside for a shield when they don't need one. And he thinks that they'll just assume that that Peter and Janelle will go for the shields. They decide, Peter's like, we're not gonna reveal any information. And then he decides to give bad information to his three suspects. So if they fall for the trap, they will go for, sh- he's gonna tell his suspects that he and Janelle got the shields when Trichelle and Bergie got the shields. So hopefully they will aim for Bergen Trichelle thinking Peter has a shield, Peter and Janelle have shields. So the murder can be blocked and Peter can narrow down who he gave the incorrect information to, which is kind of iconic. Like genius, love that for him. Kevin really thinks that Janelle is a traitor. He's so sure it's Janelle, that Janelle's a traitor. He's like, she keeps pushing names. It's quite the opposite. Her pushing all these names proves she's a faithful. Like why would she be sticking her neck out there? Anyways, MJ tells Dan that Janelle is gunning for him. So Dan is starting to turn on Janelle because Dan up until this point has been, at least from what we've seen, he's like gonna be loyal to Janelle. He he wasn't gonna go against Janelle, but he is starting to turn on Janelle because she's turning on him. So, and I do think like it is dangerous for somebody who knows your, she knows his game very well. If that person is suspecting you, like, you're fucked. So I understand why he's like, I need to turn on her. But he could have recruited her. But I don't know. I like Parvati as a recruit as a traitor. So I'm not, like, sh- shitting on Dan's decision either way. But anyways, Kate from season one is joining the cast. And she's a faithful guy. I have to say, I, I, I saw that she was joining, but for some reason... Maybe I'm an idiot. I didn't think she was gonna join like as like a full member. I thought maybe she would have some kind of special role. Um, no, she just comes in as like one of the faithful and like she's not a traitor, she's a faithful, which is interesting. I would have liked it more if she came in and she had some kind of role, like some kind of power, some kind of because there's like the faithful and the traitor, it'd be nice if there was like a third role, you know. Like when you're playing mafia, sometimes there's like the, the, the murderer and the people who die, but then there's also like detective or something. I don't know, does that make sense? But anyways, I, I like Kate. I'm glad to see her come back. Then at the round table, Kevin accuses Janelle first. Then Janelle accuses Dan, CT and Sandra. John thinks that it's Kevin because he's been inconsistent. And he's like, Janelle's been consistent the whole time. You Kevin on the other hand have been inconsistent. Peter thinks it's Dan because he's contributed the least, which is fair. Dan doesn't talk game with anybody. They're all kind of like, this is weird. And they they ask, they like, who do you think you give us one name, like one name. He names Janelle. And I have to say I personally think this was a bad move because I think it's such a cop out If they're pushing you for a name to then go for somebody who shot at you first Like that to me is just like cop out. She went for me So i'm gonna say I suspect her that doesn't to me give that he genuinely suspects her I would have pulled a random name for my hat been like mj I think it's mj or something. Maybe not mj but just somebody or isn't somebody who was coming for me, like somebody that genuinely, because Dan's reasoning this whole time has been that he is like gathering information, he's like putting pieces together, so then when he accuses somebody, he won't miss. So I would rather he be like, I've picked up on X, Y, and Z from this person, so I think that they are suspicious. Anything that isn't just she accused me, so I'm going after her, And even though he didn't say that, like that's what it was giving, I don't know. In my opinion, it was a mistake. Like that is such an easy answer. Like Janelle is gunning hard for you. Of course, you're gonna say it's her. Have you like ex? Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was not a great answer in my opinion. So for the votes, MJ votes Janelle. Then Phaedra votes Janelle. Sandra votes Janelle, and she says that when when Sandra's voting, she says that she thinks Janelle was the last faithful recruited. There's also a very interesting moment where Sandra goes to drink water and Janelle's like, you're nervous, aren't you? She's like, no, my mouth is just dry. And then they just go back and forth being like, you're a traitor, you're a traitor. So funny, such great TV. They were genuinely angry at each other. And I'm sure they're like fine. Like it's not like they have genuine beef, but they were like, it's just so good. Like if you're not watching the traitors, genuinely like get Peacock, I'm so It's so good, it's so good. Then Peter, Slay King Genius votes for Dan. (laughs) John votes for Dan. Janelle votes for Dan. Parvati votes Janelle. Kevin votes Janelle. Trishel votes Dan. Dan votes Janelle. CT votes Janelle. Cherie votes Janelle, and it's the final vote in her coffin. So Janelle is officially banished, but the final votes fall one, for Dan, Berkey votes for Dan and then Kate votes for Janelle because she's just voting with the group and Janelle reveals She's a faithful, of course, RIP. Kevin Blaine's himself. They're all like mind-blown. Then after they're like talking throughout the Castle before like they go to sleep and everything Peter tells Dan that he needs to speak up more and Dan's like I'm I will like I'm just I'm getting close like I will soon And Bergy is like, Dan, like, your name is already in pencil, like, on my board. Like, I'm so serious. Like, if you don't do something, like, you are, like, on my board already, which is kind of a stupid move on Bergy's part, but I don't really know. Like, it ended obviously, it's not a stupid move because he has a shield, but, like, anyways. Parvati offers people wine, and then in the same, like, scene, Kate... Is like, what happened to Ekinsu? Like, I'm really wanting to meet her. And they explained that she was poisoned. And then she's like, guys, pour your own cup. I'm not taking wine from Parvry. <laughs> Which like, Kate, she's been here. She's already picking up on things. Exactly. You don't take a cup from anybody else. Peter is outside with Kevin and I think John, maybe somebody else, explaining his plan about giving... His, how he gave his three suspects, C.T., Parvati, and Dan, that information about how he has the shield so that if one of them, so, so if hoping that they will take the aim at somebody else, it'll be blocked and therefore he can narrow it down to the three people he gave the incorrect information to. So he's, he's explaining that and I don't know who, but somebody says, did they teach you this in pilot school? And I was like, no, he learned on The Bachelor. He learned on The Bachelor. <laughs> He's making me so proud. Like, I, I hope Barb is proud of him. I really do. Br- bring her home to us. Me about the money. Bring her home to us. Barb is such an icon. Love you, Sweet Nums. She's never even listened to this. If Sweet Nums was a regular Emmy Award podcast listener, I would die. I'd be like, oh my God, Sweet Nums, love you. I loved her ep- her. Not to plug another podcast but sweetness is is is, is <laughs> that's her instagram it's it's um pete's mom peter's mom barb and anyways she she did an interview with game of roses my favorite bachelor podcast and i loved i loved that episode she she slayed but anyways then we see the traitors in the turret and Phaedra tells Dan that he needs to speak up and Parvati's like who do you think and he's like I don't know I'm figuring it out and they're like you're doing it to us like you're doing it to us and Phaedra she's so funny she's like what do you have to think about you know it's it's you you know you can say anybody but two people or something like that like she's so right it's like just think of something even piggyback off of what somebody else said that you heard once that maybe hasn't come up at a roundtable. table. Like somebody said something sketchy about Kevin. Like just bring that up later. Or CT. People have already been going after CT and the fact that he's a strong man. Maybe bring that up again. Anything. Anything. Even if it's just parroting parody, back things you've heard. It's just say something. <laughs> say something, Dan. But anyways. Then they're trying to figure out who has the shields and Parvati's like, Peter told me he had it. And Dan's like, he told me that too. And Parvati's like, so obviously it's a lie. And Dan says that he doesn't mean Peter is savvy enough. <laughs> to lie. And it's so sad because it's so, it's so silly. It's so silly. Like I have to say as much as I hate to see Dan lose, I really do. I hate to see Dan have moments of weakness. It brings me, it brings me sadness on 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 the other hand it brings me such joy to see pilot pete underestimated you know they they underestimate the bachelor contestants because they don't realize how much strategy and heart and skill it takes to fuck four times <laughs> and then go on to be the bachelor he like he i'm sorry he his season hannah brown season meant messy end game messy end game then his season, he had Madison Pruitt, he had Hannah Ann Slaus. Hannah Anslas. Hannah Anslos, the woman who Slucian Protocol is named after. Like he had some phenomenal game gamers he was up against, players, you know, contestants that he was up against in his season. He learned, he saw, he learned from the Victoria Fuller excuse you what. He learned. He learned, he learned, he, learned, he knows, he knows, he's a player. <laughs> He is a gamer. He may be from The Bachelor, but never doubt that Pilot Pete is a gamer. Anyways, Dan's like, I really need this murder. He pushes for Bergie, and it ends on that cliffhanger of, like, will they do Bergie? I don't remember. They're, like, because Par- Parvati's, like, we could just murder somebody inside, like somebody who wasn't even like it wasn't even an option for them to get a shield because that way that's not even an issue. But Dan's like, I really, I need this murder. I need to kill Bergie. He's been coming for me hard. You know what, maybe Bergie was playing 3D chess with the like, let me tell Dan that like, I'm basically threatening him. So he'll want to murder me knowing I have a shield. Maybe Bergie is that far ahead. He's aligned with Peter. So I can't doubt his strategic prowess. I don't know if that's the right word. Anyways, that is where episode five of The Traitors ends. A killer move. And that move was Peter's. Like, you have to... The episode was named after Peter's plan. It might as well have been called Pilot Pete Makes a Plan. You know what's funny? I was having such a bad day and I was like, this podcast is not going to be good. Like, I'm not going to be in a good mood recording it because I'm just so tired from my work day, from my, like, emotional breakdown I had earlier today. And you know what? Pilot Pete resurrected me the joy i felt talking about this that and the bachelor i even thought like i'm not going to be that excited to talk, talk about the bachelor i was i had such a good time this episode i hope you did too if you listened all the way through or if you just listened to one chapter and you're skipping to the end either way thank you so much for giving it a listen and if you liked it and you enjoy it and you want to hear more I'm gonna be covering the rest of the trader season. I've covered I covered the first four episodes and I will cover the rest and the Bachelor season. So I'm, I've i got plenty of shows to talk about going forward um, or plenty of, of, of episodes coming about those two shows. So if you liked my, my coverage of either and you're interested in my thoughts on the Traders going forward, the rest of the Bachelor season, please follow me so you can get notified when I upload. I typically upload on Sundays these days I try to upload Sunday morning, but this episode probably going out Sunday evening. So just by the end of the weekend is always my goal. This is a hobby. I have a full-time job. So I'm just, I'm doing my best. But if you enjoyed it, please stick around. It would mean so much. And just thank you for listening. It really does mean a lot. And I hope you have a great week and you'll hear from me next weekend. Bye guys.